0: Hello everybody, this is Anjushi and today we are going to discuss how to successfully heal your inner child. Um, now you see, there are so many people in this world who deal with specific traumas. Um, it's very sad, but uh, it's also very important that you deal with these questions when you start growing up. It's, it's kind of traumatic as well as not a very pleasant experience when you understand how things are once you step into your 20s and you know that there is a pain that you have never given a thought. My personal experience with this inner child healing hasn't been a profound one because I never gave it a thought but I grew out of it with um, other things like I got busy into writing and I was expressing myself continuously. Now this inner child healing is you know everywhere these days. Like. People who engage in spiritualism and they read a lot of uh, literature about this now somewhere I feel that people get confused in this process they think that it is only about dealing with trauma and only about fixing something in a good way like you probably you are going to therapy and you're reading up stuff but you're not dealing with it in the proper manner so I'll tell you how it has been for me so I moved out of my home after I finished my 12th grade and I was uh, living on my own, I, I went to one of the best colleges of the country and um, I did have an experience to be counted for, I topped there and I was doing the kind of thing I wanted to do which is just score well. Um, the problem was that there was a moment in my life where I was suicidal during my school because I grew up in a convent school and uh, in this missionary schools you have a very strict regime of academics and you know they expect you to just push yourself to the best. Um, I, I am a single child of my parents and I was the boy and the girl in the family. I always felt that if I was scoring less or if I was doing something which uh, made my parents feel ashamed then I probably I should die I should not stay alive in this world. So there was this one moment where I did not score as much I should have. Now I wouldn't say that it was the evil uh, intention of the teacher but there was this whole season of people failing i don't know why it happened but everybody had just failed in the class i think there were five six people who had scored really good marks but the rest they all were failing like um, you know like a plague it was like an epidemic i i wanted to express this to my parents that you know I, this is not my fault i studied hard and i i was uh, doing everything that you want me to do but um, To top that incident, I also had a moment in my life where I was completely friendless. Um, We had this um, whole semester, you may say, where uh, these kids, they had uh, sort of started bullying me and for some reason I couldn't um, rise up to that situation because I felt that I was lonely. So my parents had to step into that situation and uh, take control of that. Now what happens is that... uh, the problem here in this world is that uh, you're you're just taught to uh, maybe solve a problem, but you're not taught how to deal with it. Let's say that you fall into the clutches of a bad company, you're not told how to deal with it. You're just said that. you you should be solving your problem because you have grown up or maybe if you can't solve it then you should take it to your parents. but what happens is the kids these days they they are so smart because of this technology and everything that they find out the shortcuts to solving a problem which leads them into more darkness because they don't know what is good and what's bad for them so back back in the day i was very naive about almost everything I saw my parents were super protective about me and I didn't really have a proper interaction with many of my classmates which also led me to a situation where I couldn't uh, mingle much I I was always um, sitting in a corner and I was doing the homeworks of other classmates I was uh, uh, I was you know catcalled a lot of times and uh, you know I was basically the punch bag okay and um, I had a group of friends yes but they had these common jokes about me they they poked fun about my body about my hair about the way i look about uh, every single thing even though mat- even the fact about the actors or actresses i liked they had this weird um fascination towards uh, poking fun at me so now when i read about manifestation and everything so these things you know you realize later on in life when you've grown up and then you have uh, seen everything in your life and experienced everything witnessed people doing certain things that you would have never done you are getting involved in those incidents and you are having a part to play so you know gradually you get to learn how do you heal that inner child um, and how do you deal with such a crisis see most of us we have an emotional crisis almost maybe 25 percent of uh, the time we uh, spend outside, okay? Because uh, probably you want to do something and you want to say something, but you're not able to do it because you think that what is the person in front going to think about you? And that only comes because of your past experiences. Probably there was a time when you had, you know, behaved in that manner and somebody did not give you the um, the presumed response and the uh, the you know the imagined uh, reaction didn't come from them. So. That is the reason why we stop ourselves and we think that we are not capable of achieving something or doing something um, out of the box. Um, for the longest time in my life, I felt that I couldn't speak in public. I had the stage fright. My legs were constantly shaking. I used to mug up these pages of essays and I was not a very good speaker. And you know, this hit me. Once I had reached college because we had these presentations and then it suddenly struck me that I cannot speak. How am I supposed to address the crowd or address anybody, uh, tell the teacher that, you know, I cannot speak. But what happened was that it just happened. Uh, surprisingly because um, in this class we were supposed to present something and I went on speaking and speaking and speaking I did not think that these people are going to make fun of me or uh, they're going to say something opposite which also led me into another space which is uh, becoming more confident with the people I know so let's say I know only three people now in school those three people used to be like those three people used to be like um a lot of friends okay because i was basically a loner okay i I didn't know what to do and i didn't know what to speak and what to tell people and what to uh maybe react and what to say when somebody says something i couldn't take a compliment i couldn't you know I, I, i couldn't say anything let me just summarize it as in this manner so this went on until i grew into an adult and in my early 20s i was thinking this oh my god this is going to probably ruin my life so then i understood that that small child within me that had not grown up and how do i make this child grow up if i am not open to the people i see so i i started looking at other people's lives i started observing more So this observation quality that I have, this was my um, way of dealing with people. So I knew that I couldn't speak so much, but maybe I can observe and maybe I can make a story in my head that I had a really good conversation with this person. So in those moments where probably there was somebody who picked a fight with me and I couldn't reply back, what I was doing is that I went back home and then I thought about that incident and I maybe wrote down somewhere that that perhaps I should have said something like this, perhaps I should have dealt with this matter uh, more appropriately. What happened as a result of that was I was growing out of the child who had never been able to stand up to the bullies, who had never been able to say something when uh, something went just the opposite way. So you see the inner child healing is also to do with a lot about what you feel about yourself. Um, I tell this to my mom as well because my mom had these women uh, accomplices who used to pick on her for looking younger than my father and they used to say a lot of nasty things about her like they might they, they were probably jealous or I don't know for what. But uh, they used to say these really uh, nasty comments. and. They, they kept on bitching and saying stuff that wasn't really uh, you know they didn't sound really good because I got to hear them from some source and I told my mom that you know you should probably stop hanging out with these ladies because they really don't think very good of you. Now it was my mistake that I thought of that situation in that manner, in a negative situation because I should have told her that you can deal with the situation and you can ask them what the matter is now this is where we falter we don't deal with situations whenever there is a problem the kids think that if my parents get to know this then I am ruined for life instead they should say that okay if I tell this to my parents then they are the ones who are going to help me get out of the situation so if your parents of um, you know a toddler or if you're uh, just newly turned parents then i would suggest you to understand the way your kid is thinking do not just uh, just give these technology stuff into their hands once they have grown up to an age and then you want them to become all independent no you have to have a conversation with your kids um this is also one of the reasons why i stand by the idea that you should have a talk with the parent with a favorite parent and it's really good if you have a a one-to-one talk with both of your parents and you can tell them what your worries are and what your uh, questions are. You can discuss your passions with them because you know this world is a very temporary place. You are not going to stay in that same space for a long time and you know that the concept of time is not stagnant. It changes and you can always change your life whenever you want so your parents have been there for the longest time they know you so well and they have raised you uh, also it's not to say that uh, the, pa- the the parents who are probably divorced and they might have you know affected the child's life it doesn't really matter if you think that your parents are still together but they might be in a long distance marriage you can think of it in that way because i see most of the kids these days that they have these emotional uh emotionally traumatic experiences and they come to me and they say that my parents you know they are not very understanding they don't support me i was also one of them for a long time for at least four or five years when i had a really troubled relationship with my father and uh, i thought that you know this scar is never going to go from my life but I mended the relationship and now we are like uh, really cool and my father is the biggest uh, support and he keeps on uh, praising about me wherever he goes and there are people all over my hometown who tell him that how lucky he is to have me as his daughter. So you see when you are mending these relationship with, your, with the people you love, you are automatically Uh, making a boundary for yourself and you are stopping this um, traumatic experiences from entering into your life again and repeatedly so what you do first is that you have to understand how you are as a person whether you're insecure whether you're fearful whether there are certain doubts that just raise themselves and then you can deal with the situations in the way you feel Uh, most comfortable my own way of dealing with situation was that I wrote about what hurt me I wrote about what uh, told me to not be someone like Many people said that I couldn't be a writer because I wasn't writing well enough. But I have six to seven books in my name. So I did not think of it in that manner that, you know, somebody has said something, so I will stop writing. No, my work was to write. I didn't care whether the blogs failed or whether my website crashed or whether something had happened or whether somebody was reading or not reading. I... I closed one block and then I opened another, I closed one and then I opened another and then I started something else and then I started the other thing. So this is how you grow out of those situations. My articles and my write-ups never featured in any newspaper in my hometown and I was um, really upset because I kept on writing for these uh, really well-known newspapers and they just refused to publish my article. I I thought that maybe I am doing something wrong. But that also taught me that it's not only about writing, it's also about reading. So once I was reading the kind of things that people are um, more appreciative about, let's say that people really like these things about, you know, manifestations and law of attraction. So I knew that this is what is working. So I should maybe comply with that uh, fashion and maybe I should stick to what people are reading more so now that I have this audience and now that I have the readers so I'm more confident about it and now I don't I'm not scared about whether people are going to write or not but this incident when the people were not reading my articles or my write-ups or my poetry or whatever it um, it stayed for a long time because I thought that I am not capable enough but once I address this issue that I'm, maybe I'm not reading much. That's why I don't know what people are interested in. So I I dealt I dealt with that issue in that manner. My father is uh, you know he's an academic person and he keeps on encouraging me to write about academics and um, other things. Now his friends uh, approach him for uh, maybe writing a preface to their book, So he passes on, on those projects to me because he trusts me that I am probably the best writer somebody can hire for this preface to the books that uh, some people are writing so I've written like prefaces for like four or five books at a uh, you know at a go and I was really happy about this because I was dealing with the trauma from my childhood the similar so similarly I were also dealt with this uh, whole thing about I was not going to get any friends and people were not liking me um I, I made friends with people who were elder to me or maybe people who are younger to me. So even if I was not making friends with a lot of people of my age, maybe we're not going out and uh, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't go to clubs, I've never been to a dance uh, club, I have not done hookah ever. So you know, obviously, I'm classified as somebody, but now I have turned that around and now people see me in a much more respectable way because I have a designation to my name. So. Um, my most comfortable moment is when i'm writing so i know that this writing is going to take me places so i could heal that inner child within me so the child who was always a loner and you know nobody listened to her and nobody was taking her seriously she was criticized for her looks and for everything else that people could think about i turned that into my favor because if i'm lonely then i'm writing i'm writing more and more and more so i am Uh, first of all polishing my skills and also I'm not lonely anymore in fact for that matter I crave loneliness at times because it helps me to think but then again another uh, aspect also comes in front that whether at all I am okay with a companionship yes I am okay but then I also manifested someone who is so much in love with my career that he says that you know I should probably go forward with it because I write so well, and he wants to become someone like me. So that's my biggest victory—that I could inspire someone to um, take up what I have. And of course, he went on to write on write a book with me, and you know that is the biggest success that I could aspire for. So, when you're trying to heal the inner child within you, you have to understand your comfort zone. Um, play to your strengths they say play to your strengths yes that that's a very important quote I um, stood by this quote ever since I've read Harry Potter and I play to my strength. my strength is to write and to uh, inspire people and that's how I'm going to deal with any kind of emotional crisis I have so let's say that I am upset about something so I'll write a very positive story about you know how I managed to climb the Mount Everest or something like that I'll do anything for that matter so Healing the inner child is not really a very difficult task if you think that it's you in the picture. You are the protagonist of your story and you are going to write the story on your own terms. So there is actually no stopping you and nothing can stop you if you are playing to your strengths and if you are dealing with it in your own comfort zone. I am sure this is going to help a lot of people. And uh, thank you to Anu. Uh, she had requested this podcast to be made. And I am um, really very happy that I could uh, deliver as I promised. Uh, so yeah, I will see you guys later.